With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. It's time to cast off on a new adventure. This is Real Adventures with Patrick Dangerfield and Aaron Habgood. For BF Goodrich, celebrating 150 years. Hello and welcome to Real Adventures. My name's Patrick Dainfield. Next to me, Aaron Hapgood, as always, one of Australia's most prominent recreational anglers. And hello to everyone listening through 1170 SEN. Huge week in fishing, as it always is, Redmond. We begin with the whip around for Jayco Sydney. Your next great escape is calling. My God, have you seen the Mahi Mahi that's already shown off? uh, Shown up offshore of Sydney and the whole East Coast on the fads at the moment. Yeah, we Monsters. Sp- we spoke about New South Wales fisheries uh, deploying the fads probably a bit over a month ago now, and we're starting to see some really great catches. Talk us through, when you're fishing around these fads, you don't have to fish right on them, do they? No, uh, do you? You can get... work. They, the fish aggregate around it, so they're not specifically on top of it. They might be on top of it, but they can be around it at times too. So don't be go to the fad and look in the water. If they're not there, don't go, oh, they're not there. Do a bit of sonar work. Mahi Mahi, fortunate enough, sometimes you can see them sitting on the fads or traps or whatever you're sitting on. So when you are targeting them, live baits are great. If you can get little live slimies or yakkers and can get out there, they're great. They will eat chunk bait. They will eat skirts and divers and hard bodies they will do. But I reckon I've had, for my bigger, my bigger dolphin fish, I've definitely caught them on uh, live bait as my dominant bait. So when you head out there, if you get a few on live bait, don't be afraid to chuck a surface lure on when they come up because there should be a hell of a lot of them together. So that's great to see that the fads are already starting to work as it is a little bit early. Well, not a little bit early. There's no such thing as early these days, but it is an, it is an early time of the year to see them. So that water temp wouldn't be far off for pushing down also with that marlin water, which is going to be, or that Bermagui area, which won't be far off. We're already in December. So we're looking red hot for this season. That water's starting to really shape up. Nearly December, you're... Uh you're getting a bit ahead in your calendar. No uh, Trevally and Brim off the rocks at the moment, fishing really well, predominantly with baits. Yeah, baits have been good. If you can get, I'm going to say it, chicken. Chicken works well. If you can use chicken, it works really well. It does, it just works. Because I've caught so many Trevally around the country. Organic chicken or? It's got to be, it's got to be breast. <laughs> no, nah, but you can use uh, pilchards, squid, and the likes that will work too. You can also use prawns; they work really, really well on the brim. Trevally crunch them as well, and you've also got your soft plastics, which will work if you're getting them on bait. It's always fun to change up the plastics. The turtleback worms, uh, depending on your currents and where you're fishing in the ocean, movement especially off the rocks, you've got to be a bit mindful that you you, you want it. You want your jig head to sink at a nice rate. You don't want it to be racing to the bottom because the fish quite often eat it as it's as it's falling, and that's when you'll tend you'll jig your soft plastic. And as that jig falls back down, that's when the brim or whatever it is will hit it. So that's similar to a squid, I guess you could say. 
Uh, flathead in the Parramatta River at the moment, fishing really well with paddle tail soft plastics. You can go a little bit bigger with your paddle tails. There's some really there's some great reports of some big, good size uh, flathead being caught. Uh, when it comes to kingfish on knife jigs, there's been That's some wrong. stonkers caught this week. I know some was, up to twenty kilos. I know out of Sydney there was an over tw- there was a Big fish, well over 20 kilo that was landed. And that's a beautiful fish to see. That is a monster fish. So there's some really big fish starting to show up. But I do know that there is a lot of uh, a lot of that rat-sized kingfish. So stick to your rules and regs because there's a lot of small fish there that are taking the micro jigs and they're feeding really, really well. And you will pull your legal, your legal fish out of it also. Uh, when it comes to size and weight, of the knife jigs versus the tide, obviously the bigger the jig, the easier it is to, to bust through that uh, fast-moving tide. But as you said, the, the smaller micro jigs at times have been really successful, even on the good size kings. But it is a battle when you're working with a huge amount of tide. Uh, you're spot on. And a big fish will eat a small bait. Yep. And a, big, a small fish will also eat a big bait. So it works both ways. Sometimes the little fish are really prolific. You can try and get something bigger down there because it, it might it's harder for them to eat. So it's always worthy if you want to chase a bigger, say for example, you're dropping 80 gram micro jigs down and you're just getting rats after rats. It might be worth putting something bigger down to try and get through them. The kingfish are very aggressive. So you'll quite often find a 50 centimeter king will eat 180 or a 220 gram jig. No worries with, with complete ease. So, Getting a live bait might be well worth putting it down there. So an arrow squid or a calamari even or a yakka or a slimy. And that, don't you, like I said, they can be very feisty at times. Sometimes they don't want to eat at all. They get locked jaw. But they can be very, very hungry and they will smash uh, They will smash a live bait. But if you can get a big one to try and get it through it, especially a big arrow squid pat, you'll see the, you'll see that the arrow squid actually getting tormented by the little ones. Then all of a sudden, bang, there might be a bigger fish. It might only be that legal fish that you're chasing. It might be your first legal kingfish. You, you've just caught a legal one. So be mindful and smart when you are chasing these fish anywhere around the country. That was the whip around for Jayco. For the most trusted RVs and service, choose Jayco Sydney. Your next great escape is calling. Patrick Dangerfield and Aaron Habgood joining you this morning to talk all things fishing, boating and the great outdoors. I had a great week, mate. Went down to Gippsland earlier in the week. Um, fished down at Lake Tyres. Didn't, didn't spend too many hours in the water, but fished it for the first time. I've got to say, it is one of the most picturesque places you could just about ever possibly fish. And we fished it when it was blowing a gale but because you can sort of wind your way through the river system it's really quite protected at the top end so we had a bit of a um, bit of a flick around for some for some brim and some flathead um, local guru, uh, guru Stewie Yates took us for a bit of a uh, a bit of a venture Paul Worsling and, and Barry Sullivan were down there we were sort of um, going through what our next real brand sort of range is going to look like um, and it was just, we just had a blast. Like, it was great. And you uh, managed to land, well, I don't think you did, but someone managed to land a quality flathead. Yes, yeah, Stewie did. So it's certainly very much the tricks of the <laughs> trade uh, with sort of cast retrieval, the size of lures we were using. And Stewie managed to land an 87-centimetre um, absolute monster flathead. Was, Only a small one for the lake itself. They get well over a metre in that lake. They, they do. They get Which well is scary to see. We, and and it's uh, there's something really really special about it. Like it's a it's a great place to go and sort of visit. Uh, the only thing I would have loved if we had an extra, you know, three or four days to actually fish it properly. We only had a couple of hours to um, to spend sort of after 
sort of a couple of days of of sort of business work. But I tell you what, what I did learn is though, I we sort of bought a few of the um, the lighter gear I've got, but still probably. Um, not estuary based, but more bay based. What I would have done if I had my time again was go like really quite light line mm. just to get the distance on the cast, particularly because um, like brim aren't going to break you off. Um, maybe with a with a decent size flathead, but still like it's not like there's reef for them to run into. Yeah, there's a few snags, but it's not too bad. Mentioning your distance in your cast, a couple of tips to get distance in your casting is. A full spool pat. So depending on what style of braid, I'm tipping you're probably more, like you said, your bay. You're probably running more of your whiting, heavier whiting gear as such. Yeah, we were. Yeah. So we had the two and a half thousands, which I, I'd go I'd go lower. Thousands. Yeah, thousand. I mean, people do fish with two and a halfs there, but you could, you know, we had sort of 15 pound line on it. Yeah, so you I want to drop to sort of six that. or eight. Yeah, yeah six. I reckon yep. six would work perfectly. Well, and the, the key is light and full spools. Full spools makes a massive difference. So what I mean by that is if you let your uh, spool, for example, if you look at my rods, because I'm using them every day and they just constantly get low and low on braid, cost a fortune to keep re-spooling, I don't tend to cast, so I can let them get down. And I know that if I have, for example, a 5,000 Saragossa and I load that with 30-pound or 50-pound, or 30-pound braiding, for instance, uh, for a snapper, I um, that there's got 300 metres on there. So I can let it get down well under half and I've still got 150 metres. And realistically, no snapper is going to pull more than 20 metres of line off your reel at any given one, one time. time. And I'm not casting as such, where when you are... A cast fishing for instance if you're chasing a mulloway on plastics or even snapper in the bay on plastics to get that casting don't have half a spool because it just doesn't come off smooth you need to fill it right up and a cheap way to do that is actually to back your line uh, back your reel with mono so what i mean by that is for for instance i i purchase uh unitika braid and i get 300 meters of it and uh I usually, like I said to you before, the benefit for me is I fish every day. So I let my reels get half, yes, they look half empty, but they're not. But for you to get two reels out of one spool of braid, uh, make sure you back it with mono. So for instance, if you've got a whiting reel and you come in a 300 meter spool, you don't need 300 meters. You could get three reels done. Back half of it with mono and then put just 100 meters on top of your braid and that for instance you'll have three rods done that's a cheap way of actually using braid uh, in itself we used uh, plenty of sort of paddle tail soft plastics they were probably the most uh successful for our, our the flatties love those they love those big paddle tails yeah and, and even we like we managed to use a few smaller ones as well and caught some brim on those um crank lures they did really yep. well like the if you're looking in store short and chubby bit like Aaron, um, <laughs> deep diving. I can't um, argue that either. <laughs> no, you're in good shape at the moment. Um, but one of the things certainly we um, – I took the stabie down there, Redmond, and um, happened – I forgot the – well, I'm going to blame John Boy. Forgot the um, the pin for the uh, Minn Kota. Oh, jeez. And it really cost us because it was blowing so much. That would have caught you so many more fish. <laughs> oh, it really would have. So let's get to your week in fishing. You've re-recorded – uh, quite a few of your salt guide videos yeah. updated them. How'd it go? Fantastic. We couldn't have picked a better day and we sort of timed it a few days out regarding the wind that was going to come. And Craig, uh, who owns Salt Guy with me and does our camera work, I had to give Craig a, um, I have to give him credit because I got him down from uh, Melbourne because he lives in Bow Morris, COVID land, Patrick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bow Morris. Bow Morris with his uh, Range Rover and his fly rod. <laughs> and he come down and he, um, he joined me nice and early and we had, it's a big day and Craig hadn't fished for a long time. And when I say it's a big day, 
I'm used to it, and I was still buggered that night. I had a couple of beers that night, and the next day I could have slept all day, I reckon. But Craig, um, Craig rocked up, and we the whole day was set out, and he was determined to get the job done. And just to be able to go off to do so many things in one day with such success is what we're trying to teach people about making the most out of a day on the water. So you nailed uh, whiting. Gummy sharks offshore first yep. with the northerly wind. And I, well, Craig wanted to do the snapper, and I don't like the north wind for the snapper. So I said, gummy sharks in the ocean. So we went out there, we filmed them. And you've got to remember, when we're filming gummies in the ocean, that includes so much more. So it's about catching bait, setting your anchoring, making sure you sit on the reef, how to find that reef. But not only that, how to present your bait so they don't spin. There's so many different attributes that come into that one set of filming. So we got heaps of videos done. We come back in through the heads. We jumped on the calamari, landed some beautiful calamari, loaded Craig up to take him back uh, to his place because he fishes Western Port quite a lot and up the top end for snapper. So I loaded him up with some bait. And then we also to eat and then we also went on the wide and filmed them too and when you do something like it'd be similar to yourself pat with football when you're trying to for example explain i guess how to tackle someone you you don't realize how much stuff comes into that like setting your body in the right position and with whiting fishing like to redo all these videos and the amount that like i did the whiting videos a couple of years ago the amount that i picked up just in the i thought i knew everything that i did if that makes sense but i don't yeah i don't like just little things and uh Karen, who's Craig's partner, who does our editing, she just goes, Craig, these are the best lot of videos to come out because Aaron's included so much. And I just felt comfortable doing redoing the whiting. Uh, I want to say, I've always been comfortable, but there was just so much more to come into it. And I explained the reasons why. Like, I talk on the show, using your parachute at the back of the boat to hold your boat straight, using your engine to turn your engine to favor each way you're sitting into the current so everyone can fish that sand hole, not just the favored side of the wind. Setting your burly just a foot off the bottom. There's so many different things to come into it. Plenty more coming up after the break. We've got the social club. You're listening to Real Adventures for BF Goodridge. And don't forget to download the new Real Adventures app. It has all our latest podcasts, fishing news, tips and recipes. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91 91.